don't you give me a level check there? Level uh, check. Double checking for the podcast. One, two, three. One, two, three. Right, is that thing moving? What? That microphone? Me. So it looks like it was moving. Okay. Wiggling. All right. Uh, let's wiggle into the intro. We got the uh, Johnny Height and Dylan Height music playing. Are we on now? We are. Uh, we are on now. You sound kind of weird, but okay. You have a. You have a daughter. At St. Catherine's University in St. Paul, Minnesota, is that correct? Yes. What are you going to do about that? I am. Uh, I'm greatly troubled right now. I'm not sure what. Is she a senior. She's a. Uh, she would be a senior. She started nursing, switched over to teaching, and uh, I'm not sure. She's a junior right now. Who pays the freight? She does. Uh, she. Uh, we help her out a little bit. She she pays the bulk, but she's got loans and grants. And she got some good merit pay from the high school that she attended as a result of going to that high school. What uh, what came up on the show today, I think, is the most definitive example yet of the – I just had some peanuts. I'm going to call mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. The most definitive example yet of the destruction of the academy, something we've only been following. I, I don't think we've been doing the destruction of the academy for more than a year. But the academy's been destroyed and getting more destroyed for the last 50 years. And what I mean by destroyed is uh, it, they don't seem, the, the institutions of higher learning don't seem to stand for anything. And what we came across today was uh, St. Kate's, uh, as it's known, uh, as a female president, Becky Roloff. And this Roloff uh, canceled, what was the event called? Seminar. It was right? uh, let's see the let's see Saint during the a leadership conference a leadership conference they, they invited uh, they invited people uh, to participate and it was to showcase uh, women in positions of uh, importance in uh, literature uh, law industry what have you and then you would attend this conference and. And uh, learn something from these assembled women. So they sent out blind invitations. Fifty-eight, Joe. They received, uh, they received fifty-eight proposals to mm-hmm. fill the thirty slots on the program. The selections were solely made based on their fit with the three themes of the conference: explore your purpose, ignite your passion, and inspire excellence. This is coming from the Saint Kate's Dean, who had sent an email to the thirty individuals who had been selected out of the 58 that applied so out of 58 uh, applicants to uh, i suppose there's a little taste for it you know mm-hmm. you get a little remuneration uh and and so 58 people apply to to make their presentations at this conference which they've had before at the school right and uh 38 were chosen uh 30 were 30 chosen. were chosen so presumably uh the 30 best uh, applicants were chosen to give the uh to give their presentations, and then to a, to a group. Excuse me for interrupting him. To a group of about two hundred registrants. Yeah, people sign up to attend this thing. Right. It's a big deal. It's a networking deal, and you get to meet Mrs. Kravitz, who's the head of some <laughs> bank or whatever. Right. Okay, so they uh, they sent it out. They winnow it down. They got their thirty, and then they asked those thirty to send in their uh, their photographs and their resumes or their bios, and. Uh, Inconveniently enough for the destroyed academy, 
it turns out that most of the 30 respondents were white. Mm-hmm. So the school canceled the event and said that doesn't represent the diversity and inclusion we want, so we're canceling the event. Well, think about that for a minute. That is tantamount to the president of a Catholic woman's university saying, we do not value merit. We value the color of your skin. I don't think that's an exaggeration. She admitted as much. She won't talk to the media, but... Uh, we, we did receive an email back uh, for the show very late in the uh, uh, 2 o'clock hour that she was a physic- she, she was unavailable, and I said that was really sad because this is a day that she should be available, and uh, the communications person said she is physically unable to do it today. Uh, we apologize. And they, they said they could send a written letter, but I said, it's five minutes to three. It's it's too late right now. Well, I, I say this knowing you have a, a child there, and I, I feel bad about that. But, uh, A, I don't understand why anyone would attend there from this day forward. And, B, I don't see how any degree from that institution from this day forward has any uh, credibility at all. The school has admitted that they canceled an event in order uh, to demonstrate that they didn't think the respondents were colorful enough, uh, as in as in their race and ethnicity and what have you. Well, and then they said, the next time we do this, we'll plan differently. Isn't that an admission? To you might as well be saying, the next time we do this, uh, we'll have more we'll have more people of color on board. Uh, but uh, and we'll base it on that. We'll base it on that. Are they going to base it on a people of color who have achieved a greatness? I would hope so. But well, then they're excluding white people. How is that? How is that inclusive? That's the flip side. And if you take uh, strictly minorities because of their skin color, uh, again, you're losing the you're losing the 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 merit of uh, I have all these credentials and education and empowerment, but because I'm white, you're not going to hear me out. Well, here's where diversity fits into the mystery. Uh, People seize upon it in the belief, which is false, that diversity in and of itself has a value. Mm -hmm. It, It has no value. Diversity is a fact. But that doesn't mean it has any value. So what the left has done is they've used diversity as a means to bring about what they probably believe themselves to be accomplishing, which is fairness and righting past wrongs and all of this nonsense that they're able to believe because they're attaching a value to a, a, a room that, to their way of thinking, uh, is diverse. There's nothing, it's just a fact. There's no... Somebody's going to have to explain to me what is the inherent value of diversity. You know, uh, I can I can see that uh, if you got a room uh, of people together from different cultures and you're exploring some topic, uh, it, it might it, it might very well prove to be interesting that somebody from a different country has a different way of looking at something. Okay. Uh, but that's not what's taking place at an institution like St. Kate's. This was a flat-out admission that what we're doing here, ladies and gentlemen, is presenting you diversity above all else. 
And because these respondents to show up at our leadership conference proved to be too many white people, we're canceling the event. So here's another thing they did. They, uh, the 200 people who signed up for this thing, uh, then were they were deprived of the exposure to these 30 people who presumably were tops in whatever field they were in. Right? I mean, right. The, the ticket buyers were deprived of this event and told the next time we do this, we'll do it a lot differently, which is the same as saying the next time we do this, we're going to just, it'll be majority, uh, it'll be a majority of people of color because we value that more than the merit of the people we ended up selecting for this thing. So, so the, 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 the white people that showed up, the, the, uh, that, do they not know how to explore your purpose, ignite your passion, or inspire excellence? That's what they're telling them. You're, you, you would do it the, the, the white privilege way, so, and that's not what we want to teach here. Even though uh, I, wonder, I wonder how diverse the 200 uh, registrants were. We, we don't know that. I don't know that number. I, I just think that uh, there's, a, there's a great... There's a great intellectual war taking place in this country. I suppose we've been calling it the mystery, but it's it's worth fighting for. America's got great institutions and and great traditions and great ideas. And one of them used to be the institution of higher learning, but we're we're finding more and more examples, uh, literally on a daily basis, of what we call the failed academy. And it's uh, it's extraordinary. These kids are uh, being told what to think, not how to think. They're uh, they're, they're coddled to the point where uh, it, it's sinful if they're made to feel uncomfortable. They need safe places. They won't tolerate conservative speakers on campus. Uh, it's an endless, they renaming buildings if they find something wrong with the, uh, with the person who the building was named for. It's on and on and on. But today's example of, of canceling this leadership conference because the leaders were white uh, that is the uh, that is the most significant uh, look at this problem that we've ever had uh, come across our desk. And my hat's off to the Star Tribune of Minneapolis for writing the story because essentially, it, it, that story goes against the narrative of what are generally left leaning newspapers. And left leaning new, newspapers have as a part of their narrative uh, the embrace of diversity because they too believe that diversity. Uh, represents value instead of just simply acknowledging that diversity is a fact. If you have a room with uh, 10 black kids in it and 10 white kids and 10 uh, Hispanic kids, there's no there's no uh, inherent value uh, to be learned. Uh, what we have there is a fact. The fact is we got 10 black kids, 10 Hispanic kids, 10 white kids. That's a fact. But diversity has been so elevated that uh, great sins are being committed. And I, I think I bounced this off John Hinderocker of the Center for the American Experiment. We had him as a guest on the show. I also credit the Star Tribune for reaching out to somebody like that to get a, a conservative's view of what shenanigans St. Catherine's University was up to. And uh, I said to him, do you think it's too strong for me to say that a degree from that institution from this moment forward is worthless, and he said it's hard to argue that point. Why? I don't know of anyone rationally thinking, and I'm saying all this knowing that you're 
Right, your, I know. Your, your kid goes there, and I, but she's a GLer, and so she's fighting the good she's fight She's fighting every day. the good fight, yes. So she's doing what she has to do, and the stories you've told me is she's constantly up against it. Yes. Not from what, fellow students and teachers? Uh, teachers, students, uh, when she was early on freshman year, she uh, uh, a teacher um, did not like the way that she spoke up and verbally uh, challenged her rather harshly. Do you recall what it was that she was speaking about? I don't recall what it was, but the teacher took her aside the next day and apologized and said I was too aggressive. Uh, So she showed her some compassion. But my daughter is not one to just say this is the way it's going to be. She's been taught to respectfully disagree. But the white privilege, it's, it's very frustrating to her. Um, just because she's there, she wants to be a teacher, and it's a. It, it has in the past have great street creds if you are going to be a nurse or if you're going to be a teacher, right. and um, it's just they have a very diverse population, which my daughter is not concerned about at all. She can make friends with anybody, but it's just the fact that what they're teaching is so far they're they're accommodating. Um, uh, if you if you are a not white, if you are white, you have been brought up with all this privilege, and that isn't necessarily even true. It's not the case. I'm sure with so many of those students there, there might be a couple that maybe had a good run, but uh, uh, you know what? Most of them, I think, are just regular gals that want to become nurses and teachers. When uh, if she was a senior in high school right now, and knowing what you know now. I got to think there'd be no way in hell she's going to go to that school. Uh, she she, uh, she might choose a different school. I I, I can't speak for her, yeah. but knowing what she knows now, even though she loves and she has some good teachers too. You know, there's a couple of GL teachers. There's a couple of moles that we have there yeah. because um, she found out that she was my daughter. The teacher did, and they had a good discussion. And uh, it, she's had her for class, and it was a very pleasant class. But for the most part, um, you know, she's anonymous and they don't know. And uh, she just does not uh, appreciate the teachings to that extent because she knows it's not reality. Let me let me uh, let me recap this, because I think it's a telling moment uh, in the entire country. Uh, My way of thinking, uh, this particular school, St. Catherine's, is not in the process of being destroyed, I think. We learned today it is destroyed. Uh, if you are going to value skin color, that's the exact opposite of what Martin Luther King wanted, by the mm-hmm. way. If you are going to value skin color above achievement, competence, uh, merit, and whatever, and I'm not suggesting that people of color cannot have, they can have remarkable achievements. That, that's not what I'm talking right. about. If you are going to value skin color above uh, the competence and achievements of the uh, 30 people that you chose, that you invited to speak at your conference, only then to discover that they were white, so therefore you're going to cancel the event. That You, you, have, you are telling me uh, or you are telling your student body that their achievements are not valued as much as their skin color. Well, how can that be a legitimate uh, institution of higher learning? And that's why, why I say, I'm going to make the exception your, uh, your daughter, that the degree earned from there from this moment forward to me seems worthless because why would you trust it? Well, and, and think about what they're setting up for the future. If you go into a, uh, if you go into the hospital and you're, you don't have a doctor yet, but you're going to pick a doctor and you're, you're going to get a full knee replacement. Mm-hmm. In the back of your mind, what they're setting up is if you have a, 
a white doctor and an African-American doctor and a Hispanic doctor in your back of them. If this is the way they're going to go down the road, are you going to question whether the Hispanic doctor or the African-American doctor made it through as a result of their skin color and not just because they received 100% on their tests? Well, I, I let's take skin color out of it. I think the bigger problem is that because the academy is sending these poorly represented students out into the world, the bigger problem is you're just going to have lousier doctors. I don't care what what race they are. Hmm. You're just going to have lousier doctors. Do you want a doctor who had to go through school and needed trigger warnings if there was a passage in a book that was going to make him or her uncomfortable? Do you want a doctor that had to have a safe space because some conservative speaker showed up on campus? No. No. It's creeping now out into the – I always am amused when people say – uh, oh, what what are they going to be like when they get out into the real world? Well, I think the real world is what's changing, and that's why this battle must be fought. Uh, you know, finance will be changed. Uh, medicine will be changed. Uh, uh, the judicial system will be changed. Law enforcement will be changed because you are, you are producing and sending into these fields more and more people who uh, have been coddled, who have been misled, who have paid you know thirty forty thousand dollars a year for education that uh, ultimately is proven to be fraudulent and so it's not it's not am I going to choose the uh, it's not that I'm going to worry about the black doctor the Hispanic doctor or the white doctor wondering if uh, why they made it through hmm. I'm going to be worried about are they any are any of them any good right. and and uh, so uh, this this real world uh, example never works with me because I'm thinking Oh, they're they're changing the real world. These these companies are buying. You know, corporate America buys into this diversity nonsense. They see it as a value instead of a fact. If if you're a a, a loan officer, uh, if a bank's hiring a loan officer and he happens to be black, I want him to be the best loan officer possible. I don't want him taken because he's black. I want him to be a good loan officer. Right. right. I don't care if he's black right. or white or red or blue. I want him blue. to be the best. I want him to be the best. If I go to get my knee replaced, I don't give a damn what color you are. I want you to be the best at it. That's what that's what troubles me about uh, the results of the failed academy are going to have a ripple effect all through society. And again, today, just to wrap this up, today we saw the clearest example of it. Uh, you had a the president of a Catholic university who even thought Christianity was a sign of privilege. That was shocking. And this is beyond the pale. And so, again, you had a Catholic university president today say, we canceled a leadership conference because the people we chose to speak at it, uh, we didn't know they were white until we got their photos and their bios (laughs) in the mail. Well, that I defy anyone to tell me I'm wrong when I say then what you are telling me then is that you value the color of the participants in your leadership conference more than you value what the people could possibly bring to the leadership conference. It's a, uh, the center's not holding. Around and around the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Or the leprechaun. Or maybe the leprechaun all, the day maybe before. We'll oh, all be green. Jesus. We'll all be green and fine. Oh, Jesus. Weren't you, didn't you think you were Irish? <laughs> yes, I did. What happened? Well, I found out from Ancestry.com that I'm just a drunk. I'm not Irish. Well, that'll happen. Oh, okay. Right. Johnny Height, Dylan Height, take us out with this music. Happy St. Paddy's Day. We will solve the problems of the world on this uh, Garage Logic, the uh, the backstory, the inside Garage Logic. Happy St. Paddy's Day. We'll talk to you next time.
We're done. You got your jacket on? You got your jacket on? All right. See you later. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.